Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. How are you doing today, Michael? Well, considering I am probably on my way back from a five or four-day cruise as this uh, airs, I'm feeling great and fat. Well, if we're going by as this airs, I am right now in the land of the mouse with my oh, daughter. Thank you for your support. It is the uh, yes, the mouse uh, <laughs> first fleeces you on the way in, and on the way out, he grabs you by the ankles and shakes you up and down because he wants even the loose change now, in your pockets. As long as you are clearly marked as a Floridian, yes. you'll get certain perks. Come on now. Yes, we are, and so is my daughter. She still is a Florida resident there by the go. grace of God. So let's hear. It for Mickey Mouse, The Magic Kingdom. Uh, we're going go to we're gonna go to Hollywood Studios. We got a we got a one day park hopper pass, and uh, guess what? We're going to get to see at uh, Hollywood Studios. I'm going to assume the Millennium Falcon. We're going to see the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> which is such a great lead in for today's movie. Segway check. A Star Wars story solo. Released on, and here's the magical date for all Star Wars people, the general release date, May 25. That's such a significant day for Star Wars people in the year 2018. So it's really not that old. This was a standalone movie directed by the incomparable Ron Howard. Yeah, the people at Disney took a beating for releasing this six months after The Last Jedi. Yeah. It was coming off a rough one. Yeah. And weeks after... Infinity Wars yeah. and uh, and Deadpool too, and so a lot of people. I mean, we're going to talk about the insane budget and and the worldwide gross. Yeah, but a lot of people feel that they really did a, a injustice to mm -hmm. this movie if they had waited six more months, put yeah. some more time away, not so close to Infinity this, Wars. This probably would have been a better <sighs> Christmas release. I mean, mm -hmm. let's face it, Ron Howard has done. Amazing movies, A Beautiful Mind, Love which it. is one we should do sometime. I like it. Uh, Apollo 13, uh, Cocoon, uh, Cinderella Man, The Da Vinci Code. Parenthood. He's done so many. And let's, let's not forget, he is Opie. Uh, He's Opie. He'll always be always Opie. And uh, also from Happy Days. Exactly. You know, so exactly. We, we know Ron Howard from Richie all Cunningham. over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fact is, this is a huge budget. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I had 275. What'd you have? 275 yeah. big ones. And, and million he was not dollars. the original director. That was, you know, a mm. little bit. They brought him in to save yeah. kind of what they did. And right. uh, so you spend $275 million. Yeah. What do you expect to get back as your return? Well, you're hoping for mm. at least doubling at the box. That's what you're kind of hoping for. They didn't get it. No, no. I got 393.2 million yeah. worldwide. worldwide. Yeah, it was Man. only 214 gross. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness for the people overseas. But let me tell you, I think as this movie goes on, and now is, you know, finding new life on Disney Plus and on cable mm -hmm. with TNT, TBS, and the mm -hmm. like, I think people are appreciating the story. Because this is a really good story. I, I just rewatched it. Mm -hmm. I think I enjoyed it more this time than I did the first time. Yeah. 
you yeah. know and again maybe it's because where it was at uh the the way they brought back the force awakens not well done mm-hmm. people were frustrated they've right they've, they've killed off our childhood friends yeah and and so you know to watch solo yeah six months after solo's death was kind of weird. Yeah, not, it was not, a little weird. Good timing, but it is a good movie. And let's face it, the character Han Solo is one of the iconic characters of the entire Star Wars genre. Why? I think it's because he is not a Jedi. He has no supernatural powers. He's not a helmeted or masked villain. He's kind of a swashbuckler. He's like a pirate mm-hmm. in outer space. Yeah, he uh, he's a hustler. Yeah. He is a hustler. And, and this movie fills in some of the critical missing pieces of how Han Solo becomes Han Solo. So right. let's talk about the cast a little bit. So playing Han Solo is Alden Ehrenreich. Um now, he hasn't been in a whole lot of stuff that we would know. He's he's in kind of a niche movie, Hail Caesar, uh, which was critically acclaimed. Uh, Stoker, I have him in Beautiful Creatures. Not a whole lot. There's really not he, a whole he, lot there. He's a fresh face. And let me tell you, he captures the nuances, the mannerisms, and the behaviors of one Harrison Ford, he does good. like a mirror. That's a good job. Yeah. I mean, you really believe this is a very, very young Harrison Ford playing Han Solo. Mm-hmm. So I, kudos to him. I think he did a great job. Uh, now, playing Kiri, who is his love interest at the beginning of the movie, comes back at the end of the, the latter third of the movie, significant characters, played by uh, Amelia Clark. Now... We know her from... She's going to be typecasted forever. Well, let me tell you. We, Dragon lady. We know her from Terminator Genesis. Uh, how uh, do you know her? Me before you. But then she did this She did this little enterprise with a HBO. A little, little something, something. Uh, called the Game of Thrones. And she was the Dragon Queen. She uh, she definitely became very well known for that character. Uh, she was my favorite. And I was kind of hoping she was going to ascend to the throne. And then at the very end of Game of Thrones, there was this like kind of weird monkey wrench thrown in in the last or next to last episode. I, I haven't seen it. So. Oh, it was significant. I'm yeah. like, she's going to be the, she's clearly going to be sitting on the throne. And uh, spoiler, alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. alert uh, it's been far enough, uh, like me. I haven't seen it. It's my fault. Yeah, she's, uh, I'll get to it. let's just say that she gets killed by her oh. love interest. And it's devastating. I'm like, what in the world? Now, the only love interest I knew her from is I've only watched like the first five or six episodes, and it's yeah. that barbarian that doesn't even speak her language. Ah, the barbarian. Did you know the barbarian who doesn't speak her language also is Aquaman? Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious, <laughs> isn't it? That's why this is so much fun. I mean, Can he I breathe underwater? We spend half our podcast going over characters. It's so much fun. Oh, I yeah. love to see the way these all intersect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I by the way, he's, by the way the he's back with his wife, Lisa Bonet. So we're happy about that. Um, Cosby Show. Playing the next character of significance in this movie, the character is Beckett. And yeah. uh, Beckett is played by Woody Harrelson, who... I think he's starting to move into the Bill Murray stratosphere of uh, Christ Culture and Cinema podcasting. 
again, four. I count this as his fourth uh, Christ Culture. Cinema. Well, we've done Zombieland. We've One done two, and we've done Zombieland Double yeah, Tap. And Hunger uh, Games. We've done Hunger Games. There's Image. three. This is four. Yeah. Uh, we also the one that we're going to do eventually is Midway. We do need to do Midway. I haven't seen it. I'm thinking we need to do that maybe Memorial I, Day weekend. I would like to do Indecent Proposal. Oh, that's another good one. And when we come around to a basketball season, uh, are we going to do something for the NBA? Uh, White Man Can't Jump is still one of my favorites. Yeah, it's still Take a back. good movie. And and basically football, where did he get a start? Wildcats. Wildcats. With a lot true. of Woody Harrelson out there. I'm, There's I'm a in. lot of it out there. And of course, he's now done movies. Seen one and two. He's done mm. critically acclaimed movies like People versus Larry Flint. Oh, yeah. LBJ. I mean, he's LBJ. He is. Would have never thought that could be. Kingpin. And he's also... <laughs> I'm sorry, that shouldn't go in the same Wow. <laughs> but that would, man, that's a double header. We could do Kingpin and we get Bill Murray and Woody Harrelson in one movie. Yeah, that, oh would, boy. that would be pretty good. Big time. I'm thinking about it. All right. We haven't done uh, uh, Meatballs. Oh, this is true. It's Bill Murray's best yeah. work ever. Oh, I don't know about that. That's, uh, <laughs> that's questionable. Uh, playing Chewbacca is Junis uh, Sutamo. Uh, and again, you just have to be really tall to play this character, I'm assuming. He's uh, Finnish. And uh, by the way, he's been in Star Wars episodes 7, 8, and 9 as uh, Chewbacca. Yeah. Kind of like the original Chewbacca, by it. the way. His yeah. credits are these four movies and a Star Wars video game. Yeah. He's Chewbacca. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, you're probably making some good money doing that. If I could make that. that growl right now, I would, but it would just sound Yeah, that awful. would not be yeah, good. I'm not going to try. Uh, playing the villain uh, in this movie is uh, Dryden Voss is the character. He was fantastic. Uh, oh, terrific in this movie. He was fantastic. Now, he's uh, played by Paul uh, Bettany. Now, where do we know Paul from? MCU, baby. Oh, boy. This is Vision. He oh, is yeah. Vision. And also, he starts in Iron Man, you realize, as the voice of the computer, yeah, who becomes Vision. He's, he's he's big. Like I said, there's tons of movie credits. Yeah, so you just stop and consider all the Avengers movies where Vision appears, plus of course WandaVision, the Disney Plus show, and um, with Ron Howard. Oh, a beautiful, beautiful mind. mind, and you yeah. know, in the Ronnie movie, oh, and beautiful mind. He's one of the hallucinations. Uh, he's fantastic, oh, and that, hey, hey, hey. no spoiler alert. Uh, oh, oh, please! Oh. That movie came out in what <laughs> twenty years ago now. Hallucinations. What uh, right, and how so. about a Knight's Tale? Okay, he's in a, a Knight's Tale, which is another movie. Boy, that that's on television all the yeah, time. Yeah, Da Vinci Code. Yeah, he's in there too. Yeah, so he's a Ron Good Howard night. favorite. Uh, playing Enfys Nest, uh, played by Aaron Kellyman. And what I'm finding interesting is that uh, she's starting to appear in more and more things. She's uh, uh, got the reddish freckled face, uh, plays an interesting character in this movie. She's kind of the uh, rebel, so to speak. She's definitely the rebel fighting against the Empire, right. already an early Han Solo's life. And she's, of course, appears in The Falcon MCU, and the Winter baby. Soldier. MCU, yeah. you know, here now, she is. She's done a lot of TV. I TV Les Mis. Mm -hmm. But coming up, TV 2022, Yeah, Willow. Oh, Going Willow on TV, it's coming up. I don't know. Be ready for it. She's in it. Not sure if I'm ready for that, but that would be yeah. good. Now, playing the young Lando Carlrissian is Donald Glover. And he... I think he steals this movie. He's great. Because he yeah. is so much like Lando from yeah. episode 
Number five, The Empire Strikes Back. Well, he, you know, Billy Dee Williams was a big character. Oh, yeah. And, and had that charisma. And so that's had to be a tough cast, but I, they did a good job. I mean, the best thing is he does, he never calls him Han. He calls him Han. Yeah. Calls him Han. Han, my buddy. I just love that line. But we, where do we know uh, Donald Glover from? Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Guess what, though? He's in The Martian. And we keep talking oh, yeah. about doing The Martian. That's a good one. Yeah, he's in The I, Martian. I had the voice of Simba in the 2019 Lion King. That's correct. That's big time. Yeah. You're yeah. the lead. So, again, he's kind of connected into this Disney world, isn't he? And then... I see what you did there. Playing the voice of L337, <laughs> the computer is Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And here's the interesting thing. She's a writer in the James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Yeah, a lot of writing credits. Uh, absolutely. Indiana Jones 5, the one that they're working on now. There's your Han Solo, uh, Harrison Ford yeah. connection. Yeah, they're yeah. working on that one. And oh, by the way, she was in uh, the movie Goodbye, Christopher Robin. There's so, your Disney. You know, so here's your Disney connection again. So we're starting to see that and that's these... a great character. Oh, I love that character. How she becomes part of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Oh, that's a big character. You know, like making the Kessel run and how many parseps, right? Yeah, that's there right. it is. It's because of L337. So, uh, I, Is that where you stopped? That's where I stopped. I, Who I else went, did uh, you have? I went Val, uh, okay. played by uh, Thandine Newton. Okay. Pursuit of Happiness, MI2. Okay. Uh, have you seen TV show Big Mouth? I haven't seen I have it. never even never heard of that it. television show. That's a big show. deal, I guess. It's a lot of credits. Um, and of course, I had to bring up uh, the part of Rio Durant, or at least the voice of, by John Favreau. Right? Oh, he yes. is the MCU king. Yeah, he Mr. is, Mr. Mr. Uh, MCU on the on well, the that side, and also Star Wars. He's now, now become the Star Wars guru he's the too. Star Wars writer. There's a wonderful piece, by mm-hmm. the way, folks, on Disney Plus. If you have Disney Plus. That takes a look at the making of the Mandalorian, oh, uh, but it's John. but yeah. it's John Favreau sitting around with some of his directors. One of the directors, by the way, Ron Howard's daughter. Uh, oh, yeah, she's sitting that. around that table. Not surprised. Uh, and uh, the one who did uh, Thor Ragnarok, he's sitting around that table. These are all kind of crossover Star okay. Wars MCU directors. Now, it is worth the watch, though. This guy is brilliant. He's brilliant. Oh my gosh, so is he brilliant? Yeah. But before he went on to this MCU Star Wars brilliancy, yeah, we can't uh, forget he was in uh, Replacements and The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, just drops him right there. There will come a moment when we have to do The Wolf of Wall Street. It'll be a painful It'll moment. It'll be our last for... one. They'll cancel us. Oh, good Lord. The church will be in an uproar because of the raciness of that movie. But oh, holy boy. cow, is that just such a view? How does everybody go back to that? Leonardo DiCaprio's fault. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. We were at the, and you were with us. We we saw this, went to the Steve Martin, Martin Short uh, comedy uh, show here in Jacksonville. And one of Martin Short's uh, jokes about, you know, talking about Hollywood people and that you you can joke about them so long as you never run into them. And you said, you know, one of the Hollywood rules is, you know, if you ever go into Leonardo DiCaprio's swimming pool, you have to take penicillin. I I thought that was just (laughs) brilliant. Oh my gosh. But uh, let's get back to Han Solo, Solo, the Star Wars Wars story. So really, this is a movie about how Han Solo arrives on the scene in episode number four. This is a young Han Solo. It starts off uh, in in the mean streets where he's a a street rat. He's a street Mm -hmm. kid. He's Mm -hmm. a hustler. He's He's a thief. And oh, by the way, he's in love with this beautiful young woman, Kiri. 
and uh, they double-cross the wrong wrong person, alien, whatever you want to call her. She's in that kind of pool of green ooze. Uh, cross the wrong person, and off they're on the run. And they're in hot pursuit, and he's driving like a swashbuckler. You know, mm-hmm. he's driving the speeder like a swashbuckler, and they end up crashing the speeder between, you know, a very tight, narrow space. They're running to get onto a transport to get off this planet and be be Kiri and Han and just, you know, be who they're going to be. Unfortunately, she doesn't make it. She doesn't make it. And uh, she gets caught. But Han gets through and she says, go, go without me. Go live your life. And, and his whole purpose from that point on was to get back. To get her. Yeah. Now, what happens, yeah. uh, kind of long story short, he kind of gets pulled into working for the Empire as a, as a fighter. This is not what he wants to do. He wants to be a pilot. He believes he has been born to be a pilot. And part of the backstory is his father worked, a uh, little piece we get, his father worked in constructing uh, spaceships. He worked on spaceships, so he seems to have this great self-confidence in the knowledge of flight, of, of space travel, of spaceships, and the like. And, uh, well, he's not having a good time as well, a fighter he for the to Empire. He a pilot, and instead he's put on the ground. Yeah, they kind of hand ground. him a laser gun and say, get after Go it. Go get him. And it's awful, and he doesn't want to be there. And uh, that's where he meets this uh, scoundrel by the name of Beckett, who he believes is a commanding officer. Until he finds out. Until he figures it out. Yeah, Beckett is not a commanding officer. He's actually somebody who has stolen an officer's uniform as he's trying to get behind the enemy lines. Uh, long story short, again, he gets uh, caught. and But it shows great insight into who Solo is that he notices. Yeah. You're wearing an officer's uniform with bullet holes in it. Yeah. And you're living, which means... Yeah, uh, yeah. He catches it. Well, he gets thrown. He gets thrown into. We'll quote from the Princess Bride: "The pit of misery." <laughs> and down in the pit of misery, he encounters a Wookie, a Wookie by the name of Chewbacca. And oh, by the way, Han Solo they, can speak Wookie. They set it up almost like the Rancor scene. Yeah, you know they're going to throw him in. Oh, the beast hasn't eaten for a couple days. Yeah, you know, and you're, you're expecting like the Rancor, right? Yeah, yeah. Then we get a Wookie. Yeah, we get uh, a Wookie, disgusting Chewbacca. Yeah, uh, who's going to rip his arms off? He's covered in mud and dirt and all that. But after they talk Wookie, he convinces him he has a way that we can break out of this mess. He does talk Wookie. He does talk Wookie. <laughs> yeah, he does oh, that, and that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, right, I'll give you that. So what happens is they do break out, and they reconnect with Beckett and they beg Beckett to take them with them and now they're going to live the life of space pirates. Well, and, and I love how Beckett basically says no by turning them in. Yeah. And yet, what does Solo do as soon as he gets away? Yeah. He goes right back to Beckett. Yeah, he because, tells Chewbacca, hey, I got a guy. Yeah. And we got a gig and we can we can do something the, here. The guy just turned him in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But better be with the uh, scoundrel getting off than with the empire i guess but we're learning something about solo right here we're learning about han and that han although he wants to be the swashbuckler although he wants to be the pirate although he wants to you know think the worst of uh, humanity that's not who he is no well becca takes him in they're gonna pull a job the job doesn't go right beckett's girlfriend dies as a consequence beckett's crew gets wiped out as a consequence and now 
Han is tied to Beckett, and they owe Dryden Voss some pretty powerful stuff that they were unable to deliver. Huge. Huge. But guess who they meet when they go see Dryden Voss? Guess who works for Dryden Voss? Here comes a love interest. Oh, look who's there. It's Kiri in all of her beautiful splendor and dress. And Han believes life has come full circle. And now they're going to reconnect. Problem is, she works for Dryden Voss, who's a pretty bad dude. A very, very bad dude. And uh, they make promises that they can uh, get what they need. They can get this... uh, this energy source, so to speak, to propel the empire. Uh, and they have to it's get... It's all about money. Yeah, well, they have to get it... Where they have to get it, it's unrefined, which makes it very volatile. But they need right. a ship. So where do they get the ship from? Oh, I know where. Oh, boy. There's this little guy called Lando Calrissian. And, 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 of course, all through Star Wars, we've heard about... Like you said, a Kessel Run. Yeah. The Millennium Falcon makes. Yeah. Now we get to see it. Well, guess who owns the Millennium Falcon? It's Lando Calrissian. Won it in a card game. Yeah. Well, not at first. Because uh, Lando. That's yeah. how he got it. Yeah. Well, that's how he that's got how it. Lando got yeah, it. Yeah. Well, that's also how Han's going to get it, too, at the end of the movie. <laughs> but uh, good old Lando wins the card game. And uh, he owes him all sorts of money. So now Lando is drawn into this whole adventure. And off they go to get this unrefined energy source. It's Lando. It is, Be- it is Beckett. It is Kiri. It is Han. And lo and behold, guess what? Owen oh, Chewbacca. And guess what? Of course, Chewie. And don't forget uh, L337. Yeah. Well, guess what? They pull it off. They actually get the unrefined, but there's Doesn't some... not quite as smooth as they... Don't. Yeah, there's a casualty in that, and that would be L337, who has a weird kind of... She's a robot, has a weird kind of love thing with Lando, and Lando with her. Yeah. If it's know, a her, is it a Disney, her? They definitely they had it as a her. And, yeah. and Disney has this thing about they're always looking for the little cute things, the comedy parts that yeah. make, make people laugh. Sure. And so her whole free robots independence you know yeah. oh he loves me you know she's an interesting robot yeah and she's trying to free the other robots and you know liberate them and unfortunately she gets she gets shot and she does she's she overrun she's done so now they have to get back the the material they have is volatile and can blow up their ship and this is where they make the infamous kessel run in how many parseps what is it four parseps uh it's really fast. But in order to do it, they have to plug L337's brain into the Millennium Falcon, and it thoroughly integrates, which allows them to make this run, bringing them back to uh, Dryden Voss. Enter Enfys Nest. And Enfys Nest is a rebel who knows that if he gets a hold of this material, the rebellion could be over. And this is where I think the tug of Han Solo comes in. Han Solo wants to be the pirate. He wants to give uh, uh, give Dryden Voss this material. He wants to collect the money. But he knows it's the wrong thing to do. He has a conscience. Well, and the funny thing is, is everyone else knows it. Beckett knows it. Kiri knows it. Everybody knows it except for... Solo. Except for Solo. Solo has a conscience. Solo is actually drawn to do the good. You know, it's, it's a rather uh, uh, kind of... Apostle Paul Galatians moment for him. It's verses 9 and 10 of chapter 6. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap 
If we do not give up, so then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. And, you know, here's this moment where he could really be the pirate. He could really be the bad guy. He could be the villain. And he can't give himself in the doing it. Can't do it. In fact, he does a bait and switch on Dryden Voss and on Beckett, because Beckett is a bad guy. Beckett admits he's a bad guy. He tells Han, you're a good don't guy. Don't trust anybody. You know, don't ever trust anybody. And lo and behold, Han ends up doing a double cross on all of them. And Dryden Voss will, will, will die. And Kiri, who he wants to come with him, Kiri knows she's not that person. And she can't go with him. She knows she's thoroughly tied in. She knows that Han is meant to be the good person. It's kind of this Hebrews moment. It's uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16. It says, Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. And what does Han do? After Dryden Voss is killed, and now he confronts Beckett, and Beckett's you know trying to tell him, Han, I told you never trust anybody, Han shoots him. But then he takes this volatile material, this this energy source, and what does he do? He goes and he gives it to Enfys Nest. He shares the, the, the needed good to help the rebellion go forward. And she says, we need men like you. You need to join us. And Han is still not there yet. He can't join. You know, no, not no, there. no, not there yet. I can't join. We're going to get that later on well, we see that throughout in Star the Wars. series. Yeah, he's always I mean, going right to fight to this end. tension. Uh, end of episode four, A New Hope. You know, he's not going to help. He's not going to help. Yeah. He Here, helps. This is what I think is amazing. I think of Hebrews again. This is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. And I think that's kind of a push between Han and the other characters around him. Who's always pushing him to do good? The answer is Chewbacca. Sure. Did you ever notice that? Chew. Chewbacca wants to do good. <clears throat> You know, the Wookiee, you know, he's telling him to do good. He wants I mean, to we don't speak Wookiee, but yeah. clearly he wants to help the other Wookiees. He yeah. wants to help Han be the best version of Han himself. Kiri knows she can't be that person. Off in the ship she goes. Uh, clearly she is uh, tied in with the Ill, ill-gotten folk and the Empire. Uh, certainly Beckett knew that. And when he shot him, he goes, smart move, kid. <laughs> it, yeah. it's really funny yeah, as he's dying he's like smart move kid and beckett dies there on you. the sands yeah. and even when he goes back to lando at the end of the movie because lando kind of abandons them you know leaves them there and he goes to play the card game instead of calling him out he shakes his hand he gives him a hug and then he takes his little card thing that you say, know hides the card, the card. yeah <laughs> and then he wins fair and square he no, no, wants no. to he, do the he, good. He took the card. He played it. Oh, it was a fan square. You sure he played he that played card? card? I don't know if he played that card. He had the card. card Lando was trying to you get You think he played oh, that he played card. card? I don't know if he played the card. But he, he did get the Millennium Falcon. He did win it in a card game. He did. And what's ironic now is as we look forward into the whole Star Wars universe of things, you know, we're going to see Han Solo go through episodes four, five, six, seven. Uh, not after seven. Not good. No, yeah, no. He shows up again in episode nine. Well, out there at the crash I mean, Death Star, he's dead, but but it's cool. It is cool. It's a great scene. I, I was just using that example um, about. Uh, I was sharing with somebody how maybe sometimes we give too much grace mm-hmm. and, and and we get hurt for it. Yeah, and I actually went to episode seven where yeah. he's trying to help his son, trying to help his son. Yeah. There he is in the sun. 
double crosses him and, and kills him. Yeah, I, I think one of the coolest things about the Han Solo character is that he's the most relatable. In many respects, he's incredibly well, relatable. He's a normal guy. There's no midichlorians there. He's no. not a Jedi. He doesn't have the Force. He's, he's a, normal a normal guy. guy. He struggles with questioning life and why things happen the way they do. He, he suffers. He has he has real issues. But he's always striving. There's always this little tap on his shoulder to do the good. Mm. There's always this tap to to be a better man. You know, and that's what he's he's always doing. Even when think about some of the later movies, episodes four, five, and six. Uh, what's interesting, by the way, is you know when they froze him in carbonite in episode five. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no guarantee he was coming back in six. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, the reason is is he had this other little enterprise going on, uh, a little thing called oh, Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones yeah. and they really didn't. Big. They didn't know if he was even going to want to come back. Uh, so he was the, they changed the script uh, significantly when it was clear he would come back and play Han Solo in episode six. Kind of a cool kind of a cool little piece of the puzzle. Yeah. yeah, I just read that the other day. I thought that was pretty neat. You know, you can buy a frozen Han Solo carbonite wall for your house. Nice. I, I don't think my wife would go for that. She wouldn't go for that? Uh, I, think my, I think my son-in-law, Dylan, might try to you encourage Madeline to go for that, though. I think if you buy it for Dylan for Christmas, Madeline oh, will have no choice. Wouldn't that be the ultimate Christmas gift? <laughs> and the last time my daughter ever talked to me. That every, would be every bad. Every time you walk into the house, oh, there's Han Solo, yeah. frozen carbonite. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. And I, I wouldn't I'm be, all in. I, I, love would, I wouldn't be honoring how Han Solo lives and does things, which is even when he's tempted to do the bad, he comes back and does the good. And think about it. He gets yeah, in episode right. four. He gets all the he gets the reward, and he's taken off. Hey, go have fun storming the Death Star. But who shows up? Han Solo. I, I he think, chooses the good. I think we see this in all of us as Christians. Yeah. I, you know, as a pastor, I'd love to get in the pulpit every time and, mm-hmm. and put up the sinner saint card. Yeah. You know, I'm not telling you I do this perfect. Sure. Uh, you know, and and we always want to do the right things, but we don't always do it. But our desire, I mean, let's face no. it, nobody goes out of their way to to do evil, right. to, to sin, right. you know, but we do. Yeah. And, and we see that backslide in Han Solo, you're absolutely right. And yeah. I just think it's, uh, I just think he's the most relatable, most real character in the Star Wars universe. I really do. And I think that's why we like him so much. And of all the characters they could do a standalone story on, uh, as, a, as a standalone movie, Certainly, Han Solo fits the bill. Now, of course, they're doing The Mandalorian now, and they're doing uh, Boba Fett. And those are really small characters that they're developing different parts of the universe. Well, they're, they're using those names, but if you've watched them at all, oh, it's yeah. still covering a lot more. Oh, good heavens, yes. Oh, good so. heavens, yes. I mean, everybody's coming to play. Yeah, yeah they're they all were, they coming were, to play. It's kind of amazing. It's been good. I mean, I, I kind of think a cool series would have been... I would have brought back this Alden uh, Ehrenreich to play Han Solo and the adventures of Han and Chewie leading up to episode four. They could. I yeah. mean, that would be an awesome series. So if you're listening, John Favreau, if oh. you're tuning in the Christ Culture and Cinema, we are making a request. The story of Han and Chewie. It would be a great six to eight episode Disney Plus. It'd be good. Oh, I'd, be, I'd be in. I'd be all in. I'd be all over it. I'm that sure there's cool. already an animated series from the 80s that was Han or was Han in, in the Wookiee or Han and Chewbacca. Well, there is that Star you know, Wars you know. Christmas special. That's <laughs> kind of creepy. 
Having said all this, let's get to our question of the day, Michael, and that would be this. What is the good you are neglecting or avoiding doing in your life where there's maybe a little barrier or wall preventing you from really doing that good? And how can you challenge yourself to do better and be better? And I think that's a great thought to end with today because that's really what we see in Han Solo a Star Wars story. Somebody who is constantly struggling and neglecting to do the good and in turns and does the good and how do we even do it better? Now next time, since we are in the Star Wars universe, let's tip our hats and move over to the other side of the Disney movie studios. MCU. 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 And there's so many good MCU movies, but uh, great ones. what we're going to do this time is we're going to take a look at one of the MCU uh, limited shows, WandaVision. Oh, we haven't done a miniseries type thing in a while. Yeah. Probably since the chess one. Uh, yeah. yeah. Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. So yeah. now we're going to go one. and do WandaVision. And that, by the way, also brings in uh, Paul Bettany, who played Dryden Voss in this one. We're doing a little bridge connection there here. There we go. See where Is we're going there? with that? Absolutely. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>